Welcome to the WorkWise Law Podcast, a podcast that helps business owners better understand employment law and avoid costly employment mistakes. Featuring WorkWise Law attorneys Renee Noy and Alexis James. And we're back with Renee Noy and Alexis James of WorkWise Law. I have a question about questions to ask in interviews. How, what are some of the best questions that you recommend employers ask? So like I was saying before, you want to have a game plan because yeah. when people wing it and they're trying to bond with this stranger that they've never met before, they start to run their mouth and then you're asking questions in areas where you shouldn't. So you might say, oh yeah, I was just at uh, the park with my kids this last weekend and do you have kids? And it's you think like you're just meeting that person and bonding with them, but you're now asking them about their family characteristics and that's an area where you shouldn't be asking questions as an employer. So you don't wanna be eliciting anything about the protected classes that Renee just mentioned. Right. You really wanna be asking about their experience, their abilities, their attitudes towards work, um, having the job description in front of you and saying, you know, this is what the job is. Tell me about your um, experiences doing this type of work or where would you like to grow? What types of training do you need? You want to keep your questions really focused on what the job is. And someone will show you their true colors and how they respond to that question, hopefully. But you just want to stay away from, you know, politics, religion, race, Don't family get too dimensions, friendly. age, um, you know, medical questions are a big no-no. The way right. to ask that proper question is to give the job description and say, this is what the physical requirements are of the job are. Can you do them? Mm. And that's a way to find out if there's any reason that they need accommodation and something for you to work through. Would you recommend having just being alone in the interview or having another person there to verify what this person, how this person responds, or is that not necessary? I think it's always a good idea if you could have another person in the room. I think there's nothing that it will, mm. you know, there's no negative uh, to doing that. But I don't know if it's always feasible, especially when you're talking about smaller businesses. Um, you know, and it's time consuming, and that person's time is worth money. So you don't want necessarily need them sitting there. Um, I think, I mean, Alexis and I talk about all the time, just document everything. So, uh, you know, document, document, document. It's like mm -hmm. I want to tattoo that on me <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> well, but, that um, should be pretty on the forearm. <laughs> <laughs> some other like hieroglyphics but I think it's so important and so as long as you document the reasons why you know like what the the interview entailed and what questions you asked you know or, or just something to jog your memory if this were to become an issue later on I think that's going to be enough to protect you I personally haven't seen um I know that you know obviously you can get uh, if you decide you're not going to uh, hire them and they find out somehow, I don't know how, but that it's discriminatory hiring practices, that's very, very hard. You know, because obviously if you, in a normal world, you have, you know, 50 people coming in for an interview and you hire one over the other, it's very hard to determine, you know, what the reasons were for wanting to hire. And as long as, so you should have metrics, you know, different experience level and, you know, whatever the 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 job entails but as your reason for hiring or not hiring but in general I, I haven't dealt with that type of lawsuit I don't know if you have Alexis yeah have you no but I dealt with an applicant that could have presented that type of issue oh. um, for a client that the applicant showed up in the in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and the job had some very physical requirements to it and had we denied the person outright 
could we have opened the door to saying, you know, this is disability discrimination? Mm. Um, and so we actually wrote to that applicant and gave some more details about the job and said, what would you need to be accommodated? Um, and the person actually decided by themselves that the job was not right for them. But okay. that's, again, having the game plan and knowing ahead of time who might apply for our job? What, you know, what if someone's blind? What if they're deaf? How mm. are we going to handle that if, if that person comes in? And, and you want to know about what steps you have to take to accommodate. Mm. And there's, you know, lots of wonderful um, accommodations that can be given. You just have to think outside the box. But again, having a game plan is, is key. And you mentioned briefly just some of the things to stay away from. What are the biggest the biggest no-no asking a, a topic of question would it be religion or or politics or what do you see in California that? all of the above yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know if you can say one is I mean they're all protected classes they're all specifically listed out in the statute mm. so I don't think that you can make some sort of you know list a priority list and mm-hmm. well if you're not going to talk about this but you can talk about that like it just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way just stay away from all of that I what I usually advise is just to trust your gut instinct you know, I mean, when you meet somebody, you can just tell, um, you know, if you how you feel their energy and if you think that they are somebody that would fit into the office. And um, I think that's probably the most because so often um, our clients will call and they want to get they want to terminate somebody and they'll say, you know, I knew I shouldn't have hired them. I had this feeling, but there were other reasons why I just said, you know, what, I'm just going to go for it. But I had this feeling and I think that feeling is critical. So I just just trust that. And you would ask the question of should you have two people in the room when you do the interview? I like at least having multiple interviewees mm. so that you can have that feedback because the way that one person feels might be totally different than the impression somebody else did. So, I mean, I know for our own hiring, it, we bounced off ideas. Well, what did you get from that applicant? Or what do you think about how they answered this question? And so it was helpful to, to have that feedback. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because actually, we were going to uh, interview people together and somebody gave us that advice uh separate them yeah they they said you need to like alexis needs her impressions you know without it being tainted by me and vice versa and and i think that was really really good advice that yeah so when at all at all possible have multiple individual interviews at at assuming you have two people at that level yeah you know because yeah it, it just depends on the hierarchy of the company very good thank you You've been listening to the WorkWise Law Podcast, brought to you by WorkWise Law PC, a law firm dedicated to protecting your business from costly employment mistakes. The information provided in this WorkWise Law PC podcast includes general information about legal issues and developments in the law. Such materials are for informational purposes only and may not reflect the most current legal developments or nuances for particular sets of facts. These informational materials are not intended and must not be taken as legal advice on any particular set of facts or circumstances. This podcast is not presented as a substitute for obtaining legal advice from a licensed attorney, nor should you rely on anything on this website for legal purposes without seeking legal advice from a licensed attorney. By listening to this podcast or reading the transcript on any platform, There has been no creation of an attorney-client relationship.